Guys, I have such a treat for you today. I'm talking to Chelsea Jo Moore, host of the Systemize Your Life podcast, and she's going to help us really get our ducks in a row so that we can make the time and space and have the energy to heal our kids. Just before that New Year's feeling runs out on the last day of January, I'm so pumped to share these teachings with you so you can take it, run with it, and make it your own as you learn a new way of caring for your kids so you can overcome eczema. Time is your most valuable resource and without a strong command or handle on it, it can get wasted and it's truly unlikely that healing can take place. And that's why I feel so passionate about sharing this stuff with you. So you can take what you learn from the eczema free framework and just routinely do it. Let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to the eczema kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra. I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids. Mama, you've tried the cream. You've tried scouring the internet for answers. You've gone to see the doctors, but your child is still suffering. They're itching and their skin is red and your heart is bursting because you want to do something but don't know what to do. What if I told you that the answer is in the other areas that you haven't looked yet? Your home, the things that your kids are eating that you believe to be healthy. What if I told you that there are some simple things that you could do to manage their symptoms that you haven't tried yet. I want to help you. I just want to sit in a room with you, so all you have to do is do it. Really, it's just, it's on my heart. That's what I'm doing here. If you think you might need some guidance to help you overcome eczema in way less time, just email me at support at eczemakids.com and we can jump on a quick discovery call, see if it makes sense to work together. Support at eczemakids.com. I'll talk to you soon. Well, hi, Chelsea. Welcome to Eczema Kids. Hi, thanks for having me. So your systems have literally changed my life. I mean, <laughs> me along with my whole audience, we have to use our time so intentionally, be so purposeful with everything that we do when we're managing our house, our business, our little kids symptoms. It's just, it's just a lot. I love what you're doing. And I want to, I want to go back and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Cause I've mentioned you before on the podcast, like my listeners really, really need your wisdom. So, so let's go. Wow. Yeah. How did you get into this? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> kind of came by it probably the same way that um, I think most people do. Um, creating systems was something that needed to happen because I was juggling a lot of things. I was a sign language interpreter by, um, that was my trade for 17 years. And in that stretch, I um, 
was a single mom for a little while. And then while I was doing those things, I also was running an event-based business with my mom. We ran an event styling um, and a floral design company. And then I got married and we started a family of our own. And so there I was brand new married. I had um, a five-year-old that we were learning how to become a family. And then we had a baby. And so we just, I had this whole family and it was brand new and it was like family from word go. Um, Blaine and I had gotten married about eight months after eight months towards closer, somewhere in between eight months and a year after we had met each other. And so there was just a lot of learning happening. He's a firefighter. And so his rotation um, really complicates the schedule. And I was just systemizing everything that I could because it was the only way that I knew that I could truly do all the things that I wanted to do. And then a lot of people had started asking me, how are you doing it? How are you doing all of this? And I was like, doing all of what, (laughs) you know, I was like, what do you mean? And then they're like, well, you know, your, your house is not in shambles and you don't look a mess and like what's happening. And so I was like, oh, well I do this and this. And I just started telling people, there's a lot of other people in my life, my friends that were in similar seasons. And I was like, oh no, you should totally be doing it this way. And oh no, if you make this little tweak, then you save like, you know, 30 minutes off of this thing that's taking you an hour and a half, you know? And I just was like a nerd about it. I loved it. And that's when I was like, I'm going to start a blog. So I started a blog and I was like, okay, there's so much potential here. And then I started a podcast and then I was like, there's a lot of potential here. And this is what I want to do so I can be home because interpreting was taking me away from the house and in order to fulfill the financial needs that I wanted and needed to fulfill from my own skill sets. I had to be gone away from the house 20 hours a week. And that didn't include driving time. That's what I was billing for. And it wasn't set. I was grabbing hours anywhere that I could. And it, sometimes it would come in tomorrow. And so I was constantly trying to find people to cover the kids and, Oh wait, if I take this job, I can't get the kid picked up from school. So now I'd find somebody to pick up. Like it was just horribly stressful. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to really try and do this thing out of the same desire that probably a lot of women have. They want to raise their kids, but they also are really passionate and they would love to turn it into a business or bless other people with what they know. And so that's what I did. And then the pandemic hit and people were no longer getting together. So they didn't need interpreters. And so my hours went from about 20 hours a week to about five hours a week. Um, And I was interpreting virtually from home. And so I had all of this time and I was like, game on, let's do this. And so uh, it's been about three years since then. And this is what I do full time now. Uh, And it is my pride and joy. I love it so much. So I'm happy to be here to share. Yay. Oh, such a journey. I love it. Let's just get into it. Tell us step one, how do we get our stuff together? (laughs) Yeah. Well, first you have to know what stuff you want to get together, which is really (laughs) funny because a lot of times people don't even know, like all they know is that their house is cluttered. Their house is painfully, uh, cumbersome to them. They have too much stuff. And so we always start there for the people that know that that is their problem, but big picture, 
really what it is that I focus on because I I do understand that that is a problem and I do live a very minimal type of lifestyle, but I also love what I like to call modest luxury. I like nice things and I like to buy stuff, but I also know that when you buy things and you're consuming, you have to be careful with the waste. And that's the same thing with your time. When we're, we are consuming time, you don't have a choice. Time is consumed every day. And if you're not really careful, you'll waste most of it. So if you're in this place where it's like the actual tangible things are what you are consuming and you're not actually taking care of all of the other things and you don't know where they go and not everything has a home and you've been holding on to stuff that was from family members, like boxes of it. And you have all the things that you've had since high school. Like if that's where you're at, yeah, that's a great place to start. We'll just put that there. That is a great place to start for sure. But for a lot of people, even starting there is like, it comes back to time. I don't have time. When do I actually get this done? Or if it's not the decluttering that you're looking at, it's when do I actually make time to sit down and change from these are just dreams that I have into a side hustle, into an actual business. When do I make that happen? Or for a lot of people that are just trying to deal with symptom management for their kids that are having to do a huge overhaul, they love this idea of, yeah, I really want to get into the nitty gritty of this. I want to stop buying processed stuff. I want to eat seasonally. I want to do this, but where's the time to even get through the learning curve, let alone implement everything. So that's where we start. We start with your time. I teach a five block method for time management. That is amazing. Um, where you focus on yourself and only yourself in the first and the last block of the day, which is your morning routine block and your nighttime routine block. And that could just be 15 minutes all the way up to two hours, depending on how old your kids are or how much help you have, depending on a lot of things. Um, but these time blocks are really fit to your life. And then your AIM and your PM block um, are the things that are nestled right up against the two that I just mentioned. And that's where you're fully 100% focused on your family and your home and taking care of and nurturing and pouring into that part of your life. And then right smack dab in the middle is your work block. And that's where you just focus on the work that you have to do. And they don't always, you know, line up like that. I remember whenever I had a really like a a baby, right. And she was napping twice a day. My work blocks were nap times. That's what they were. And so it didn't look pretty. I had an AM block with a work block sandwiched in between. And we bumped right into the PM block with another work block sandwiched in between, you know, but that's okay. There's, that's the point of it is for it to be super flexible. And so that's where we start. We start with segmenting your time into five really, really, really clean and easy to understand blocks. And then you start filling in your life inside of those blocks. Got it. Yeah. And it, and it sounds so great. And I know our parents, you know, what we're dealing with here, they're tired, right? Mm -hmm. Like not sleeping. Their kids are a mess. They have to go to work every day. And then now they're adding on so much extra responsibility in the home part. Like we have to start cooking everything. Got to make ghee. You got to make herbalized oils. And, you know, once you learn how to do all these things, it doesn't take a lot of time, but that kind of stuff, putting in time to make yogurt and oil and ghee and, you know, the extra bath time stuff. How do you start to, to implement that? If that's where you want to start, because that's where they are. I mean, your kids 
the kids are suffering. I know for me, I couldn't start with like decluttering, even though I know now, now that I've been a little bit removed from that, that place that that feels so dire, you just can't start there, even though it does like free up a lot of space in your head and your house. And it does make healing your kid easier. Just that if you're taking on all this extra responsibility, like as of now, you're eating five nights a week and (laughs) uncrustables and the things just to make your life, you know, go okay. How, how do you do it? How do you put in a little bit more time to set yourself up for success? Honestly, I'm going to talk through what I'm doing because I'm no different. I mean, you do start with decluttering. Honestly, it's just not on a grand scale. First of all, you need to declutter the one drawer that you're keeping all of the things in that's going to help you process yogurt. And right now you're learning how to make yogurt. You don't have to take all of this on at once. And I think that's where a lot of us, and when it comes to your kiddos, when they're, when they're suffering and you go all in, you do want to tackle all of it. And that's great. So here's the first practical thing is let's get rid of where you're wasting time. So the first thing, if you're really like my kid is suffering and this is urgent, you need to delete all social apps of your phone and not go back to them for the next six weeks. There's no conversation about that. That's already a decision that you need to make. And I will make it for you. Just do that. And I've done that many times in my life. This is serious. No one else needs to know about this journey. And I know it may help you in the process to feel like you're sharing, but you need time to get through this learning curve. If this is truly that urgent in your life. Now, if it's not that urgent, like for me, it's not super urgent right now. So like I just had you on the show and before I had you on my show, I was really interested in this already. And just a little bit about my story. I've got two kiddos. One of them, I don't know if it's classified as eczema, but yeah, she's got a skin condition, um, and has for many years. And we've done a lot of things and we've never been able to make huge improvements, but it doesn't really impede anything in her life. She just has a few bumps on the back of her arm, right? That's where she's at. And then the younger one has recently we've found has chronic cavities and she has eczema flare-ups that are, I guess on the scale of like one to 10, I'd put them every day at like a one or a two. And then her flare-ups probably get to like a five, Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, like we're talking like, like a quarter size patch at her worst underneath her lip that does crack and it does hurt. And so I'd put that at like a five, right. Compared to some really horrible things that some other families are experiencing. But even that we feel bad for her, you know, and like, and it, and it's, that's the worst that it gets, but it also travels down the flanks of her body and the tops of her thighs and just these bumps. Like she turns to sandpaper almost. Right. And so that's been something where I was like, okay, had you on the show, went even deeper. And how am I doing this? How do you do this? How am I doing this? I made big decisions on what is what's the end goal here? What do I really want this to look like? What is all in on this look like? That's a lot of changes that I can't make right now, but I know if I make one change and adjust one thing at a time, the next domino will tip. If you just try and, and, and push all the dominoes down, right? They scatter, they don't go in the path that they're supposed to. And it's really, really hard. So I have made sure that I have space for the actual tangible things that we need in our life. And that's what you're going to want to do. Where is just the small space that it's very easy to process the things that you need to process. And if it's food, great. Where's that spot in your kitchen 
Like, how are you going to process the food? If it's the extra topical things, great. You're going to sit down. You're going to go for an hour. You're going to order all the things. You're going to get them shipped to the house. You're going to find the place in the shelf that you want to put them. And you're going to make this like your go-to station and you're going to keep it clean. So that way, every time you have to go and you have to interact and you have to do this, things aren't lost. You know exactly where they are. They're quick and easy to grab. It's a system. You have to create a system around that to make it efficient and make you want to get back to it. So this is, this is kind of unfolding in my life right now. I'm making huge adjustments in my own brain on the expectations of what we're doing on the weekends. We work Monday through Friday. Yes. I run my own company. I make my own hours, but I don't want to work on the weekends. My husband himself, sometimes he works Monday, Tuesday, the next time he comes back up for work, he'll work Saturday, Sunday, and then he'll work Friday, Saturday, and then he'll work Thursday, Saturday. And so we just keep evolving like this, but we still, our children go to a mainstream school. And so weekends are off and we want to make sure that Monday through Friday we're set for them. And so our weekends can't be all play. We have to prep our food. We have systemized the kind of food that we're eating And we're taking this up a notch. So maybe you go from Chipotle five times a week to three times a week. It's all that you can do. You can't do better than what you, what you are actually capable of right now. And so trying to force yourself to go all in and reach that level 10 that you want to be at so badly because you see your kids suffering or because you're suffering in the process is not attainable nor realistic, but if you stretch yourself just to the very next level for a short time, then you can kind of stack and stair step on, on these skills and what you've prioritized in your schedule. Yeah. Thanks so much for saying that. Cause that's what we've seen in our lives. I mean, the, I mean, and I, and I truly mean it. Like I, I am so glad for our experiences with this because we have completely up-leveled our lives. And that's how you have to do it. You take it step by step by step. And that's what I've outlined for my clients, just one small change at a time. And you're right. Once you're, you got the yogurt, then it's easy to go into the next thing. And it's easy. And once you understand the diet guidelines, it's really easy to plan simple, easily digestible, cookable meals. So in adding in all these extra little routines that you have to do when it's not quite intuitive, how do you set up extra routine stacks, like new routine stacks within these time blocks that you talked about? Yeah. The, the routine stacks inside of the time blocks is really where the magic begins to happen. Um, and I teach time blocking anywhere and everywhere. You can come listen to it on my podcast. Uh, it's the systemize your life podcast. You can come and hang out with me in all the places I hang out and you can learn all about time blocking. And we talk a lot about routines, but the magic I think is when you can understand how to organize everything that you have to do inside of your time blocks. And so for me, the rule of thumb is anywhere between one and three, maybe four routine stacks inside of one time block. And so the process here is seeing your entire day with everything that has to be done, like everything. And I tell people this all the time, 95% of the stuff that's on your to-do list should, you should never even be thinking about. It should be automated. It should be routine. It should just be built in. 
You should not be thinking about it at all. It's such a waste of energy. It causes so much overwhelm and anxiety. It doesn't even need to be there. And so if you take those things and you look at them all scattered around in the course of seven days, because sometimes Monday and Tuesday look the same, but they look very different than Wednesday and Thursday, but maybe your Wednesday and Thursday look the same. So maybe Monday, Tuesdays, or maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, however you shake it out, right? Whatever your life gives you, there is a way to organize it. So, and I'm constantly readjusting. My routine stacks look very different right now than they did three months ago, because we're trying something new. You have to remove yourself from the emotion and the chaos and the drama of your life and peel it back a little bit, lay all of the facts and the data out in front of you and start organizing it as if you were organizing chips in a bin and pasta in a bin and (laughs) fruit in a bin. Like we're just talking about facts here. Like these are the things that have to get done. Where does it make sense to put them, stack them together and give it a cute name? Cool. We have a before school routine. Awesome. There's probably five to eight to 10 tasks that you have to do inside of that morning routine. Awesome. But now all you have to remember is the morning routine and you build one routine at a time. I write it out on a communication board so that my entire family can see it. I write it out in my paper planner so that I'm reinforcing it every single day, every single week. And we focus on it and we work on it and we talk about it. And the rest of the day does what it does. That's okay. But at least right now we're working on this routine. And so If you've never built a routine before, do exactly that right out. Maybe you've got 30 minutes in your day where you want these things to routinely happen every day after school or every day at lunch or every day when you get home from work or wherever you want it to be. And in the beginning, yeah, you're going to have to write out from this time to this time. This is what I want to have happen. And then from this time to this time, this is what I want to have happen in a 30 minute time frame. So you're looking at, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, boom, 30 minutes. This is how I want to flow for these 30 minutes. And then suddenly you won't need timestamps anymore. You won't be writing it anymore. It will just become routine. And then you're going to do that again. And you're going to stack another routine on top of it. You are, (laughs) if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I would never be that regimented. I want you to Think of this for a second right now. And I want to just blow your mind really quickly that you are already doing a series of routine stacks in your life. You are already routinely doing things that just are not working. It's just, you've never sat down and put pen to paper and been strategic and been non-emotional and actually taking that time puts you in a leadership role of your own skill sets and your own desires. You actually get to be in the driver's seat and say, Hey, and if you're married, great, you do it with your spouse. And if your spouse is like mine and doesn't care, but is totally supportive, then say, Hey, this is what I came up with. Do you think this would work? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. Whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you go and do it. Like this is, you're already routinely doing things every single day of your life. This whole, Oh, I'm a free spirit, whatever. No, you're not. You just, you're already routinely doing stuff. You are consuming time every single day, just like me. I'm just choosing to take a step back and be a little strategic about it because I don't want my life to be wasted. I don't want to see my kids or myself suffer. I care way more than that. And I know all of your listeners care about that too. It's just knowing how to do it and having the right tools or even just being exposed to it. That's what's so great about podcasts, right? (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Of course. 
this is perfect. This, these are the tools that my people need. So step one for getting your stuff together and then making room and space for healing your kid would be clearing your space and finding like, what is the actual, what are the, what are the things that I need? And so they'll get that information from you. If it's jars, what, how do they make the ghee? What do they need for the coconut? What is it that they need? Get those things and say, okay, here we go. I need about an hour. How many times a day? How many times a week? Cool. Then you can go and you can take those time blocks and say, where is this routine going to fit in these time blocks and start trying to build out some routines that are going to fit inside of those five time blocks. So, you know, it's the, it's the actual tangible things that they need to get together so that they can say, okay, this is step one of what I'm going to do to help heal my kiddo. And then step two and three are the time blocks. And then the routine stacks in there. Awesome. Okay. When you are revising your schedules, when you're doing your just like breakdown for the day, do you use like a paper planner? How do you kind of assess? Is this just a mental, a mental thing? How do you assess how it went and you're, I mean, in bed and, and tired, or maybe you do that before <laughs> that happens, but how, yeah, my, how do you go about that? My favorite motto that I use and and teach my students is to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And I think that's the number one skill set, a soft skill that I teach is how to improvise because (laughs) we are thrown curveballs on a regular basis as parents, especially when our kids have other complex needs that we're not expecting. And you have to learn how to improvise and then adapt and then, you know, overcome that thing that was thrown at you that you didn't expect. So And I get this question asked of me all the time. So I set up my paper planner and it guides my intentions and my time, but I also, I teach a hybrid method. So I'm also using my Google calendar for real-time appointments for things that have a timestamp that someone, me, the pets, or anyone in the family would be late to if they didn't show up, right? Those are all in the Google calendar. So sometimes those things do need to be adjusted. We had an appointment today. I had a meeting, kids homesick from school. I can't do it. Yes, I need to adjust that in my calendar. My paper planner, however, stays exactly how I write it on the weekend. And I use it as my baseline to always try and come back to even when things get thrown off course. So no, I'm not erasing. I'm not scribbling. I'm not doing any of that. I know that this is my ideal. So if it says I was supposed to work today and I can't work or We were supposed to do this thing this afternoon and we can't get to it. Cool. Can I do it tomorrow? Where can I shift it? I'm always trying to get back on track for what I set out my ideal week to be, because I know that this is really what I'm aiming for. Like if I get back to what I've laid out with my time blocks and my routine stacks and my fundamental needs, like the core things that I know I have to get to this week. If I'm constantly trying to get back to them, that's going to be a good week. So a lot of times it's just in, in real time, maybe I'll add it to the calendar to the next day in my Google calendar, like I said, with shifting appointments. But if my a prime example is when kids stay homesick from school, right? So it's like my work block's gone. Cool. That's okay. Maybe I'll try and work this afternoon. I'll call my husband. I'll ask for help. Or maybe I'm working with my kids while they're home. If it's just like, you know, something moderate and they can manage their symptoms and they're okay. So I'm looking at ways to improvise at all times 
And then I'm adapting whatever I need to in order to get back on track. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that does just happen in my head, but it's, it's me looking at my planner to try and get back on course as quickly as I can. If you're setting up your ideal week, then that would definitely include some time for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And addressing your needs. And I know, I mean, that's at the bottom of most women's list. And then especially my audience, you know, they're dealing with so, so much and other needs are, are so much more present. How do you factor in yourself here? Yeah. One of my biggest systems that I, it was the first system that I ever taught that I really started with was the fundamental needs system. And it's what I, they're called my, the great eight, right? It's these eight things that I know that we as a family and me myself have to do every single week that we have to prioritize over everything else. And they don't look like typical self-care at all. But I know that if I do them, I am energized. I am restored. I am nourished, right? Emotionally, physically, spiritually. Those things, if I do these eight things, it's a great week when we get to all eight, you know? And it's crazy to think how hard it is to do eight things. And we're talking about meal planning, which is also the shopping and the prepping, right? That's one of the grade eight. You got to do looking, it. You got to do it. And then we're looking at a date night. We're looking at my work blocks. I need 20 hours a week to do my work. That's also one of my fundamental needs. Cause guess what happens when I don't have the time that I need to run my business? I get, late. I get, yeah, of That's course I, I stay up late, <laughs> of course. But I also get all kinds of grumpy and resentful and stressed. And then I'm yelling at everyone. Like so many things happen. So I was like, this has to be prioritized, right? So there's eight things on this list. One of them that I, another one that I will mention is a to-do block. It's one to two hours secured for whatever random things come up that need to be done that week. Like literally setting aside time for those things. Okay. So that's where I start. Now I'd mentioned earlier that my nighttime routine block and my morning routine block, that's the time. Like that's not even... That's just like a given that that is the way that we're going to live our life. And most of the time, the nighttime routine block, when I started this, it was like five years ago and my, I had a baby and a five-year-old and they were sleep trained. And so they went to bed and I had the evenings to myself. Well, now my oldest one is 10 and she doesn't go to bed that early. And then when it's not her that I'm with, I'm with my husband. So I'm like, well, it's okay. It's, it's sometimes it's five, 10, 15 minutes. It's my skincare routine. It's reading before bed. It's journaling before bed. And I'm okay with that. My morning routine block, I have a lot more time in there for myself. I spend a lot of time getting ready. I like that, you know, I like picking out outfits and doing my hair. Like that's fun for me. Um, I like sitting with a good devotional or a good study and, and reading and that's fun. And that's really all I need. You have to figure out when do you, when and what do you need and when can you build it in? And it has to become a priority for you. That's why I made those five time blocks because I very easily could have just made three and been like, it's house and home all morning until work. And then it's house and home all night until you go to sleep. But it's not that it's five really strategic time blocks so that you spend at least 15 minutes on yourself without worrying about feeding the dogs and packing people's lunches before the day starts. You know, I am pretty adamant that I have what I need because at this point I understand that when I don't, I can't take care of everyone and everything. I just can't do it. And then I end up failing 
And then I end up feeling like a failure when it was just because I didn't prioritize what I needed to be able to do those things. Hear that for sure. I have to say my, my baby, my fourth baby is now 10 months old and I now have this just extra space in the morning, like he's sleeping <laughs> through the night and I'm not pregnant. And it's just like, I can get <laughs> <Yes>. up, <laughs> I can like regularly get up and go out of the house and go to the gym. Like it is so life changing. And mm-hmm. I know a couple of years ago, I was not anywhere near that place. So if you can factor in that, uh, that early morning time, please do. If that's not where you're at, if you're at four hours of sleep, you know, use that time for sleep, get as much as you can, and then maybe put in that extra 15 minutes at night, but such good advice. Okay. So steps, streamline steps to getting your stuff together would be first clean out your house, time blocks, then do factor in your fundamental needs. Did you list Mm -hmm. out all the fundamental needs that you have? I did not. My grade eight is so funny. I always miss one. There's the gym or any kind of physical movement. And then your to-dos, which we talked about. And then date night, there is a cleaning fundamental need for you to get in there and like deep clean your house, like do the actual cleaning, right. That no one ever gets to. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's your work block. We have a family fund. That is a fundamental need for us. And, uh, this is like, like actually sitting down to spend quality time together. That is pretty intentional, whether it's going to the park or it's playing a board game, something that's really unplugged from your phone, from, from social. Um, and you know, if it included a screen, cause you want to watch a family movie, that's cool. Or if you guys really love, you know, the Wii or whatever it is that you're doing something that's interactive and isn't just like, Oh, Hey, we're in the same room. So that is definitely on the list. Oh, the food, the meal prep is on there as well. Weekend planning, or I used to call it the Sunday sit down, but it doesn't have to be on Sunday. So just your weekly planning, which that one is on here because like you've, you've got seven days of a lot of family members and a lot of coming and going that needs to be situated. And so we sit down for about an hour on the weekend and we just flush out the calendar, make sure nothing's overlapping, make sure we haven't double booked. And then all of these eight, so the gym to do's your date night cleaning, your work hours, whenever that's going to be, this could actually be work slash personal time. So if you don't have, if like you're a stay at home mom or like for my husband, he has a job, but whenever he's home for four days, he's not working for four days straight. And so he likes, he has a real estate business, but sometimes he doesn't have anything to do for that. And so sometimes it's just like, he wants to go play basketball with the guys or whatever that is. And so it's like, And for me, it did start out as personal time because it was a side hustle. It was something for fun. It was outside of my work. So you can use that interchangeably. Um, And then there's your family fun, your meal prep, and your weekly planning. These things are all in our calendar, our Google calendar. We share that calendar. So it shows up on both of our phones and they're static. They're just set. Like we picked, this is the date, the day of every week and the time that we will do this. And so they just roll every week. That way, whenever we sit down on the weekends, it's completely automated, right? We're not re-plugging this in. It's just there. And then we just look and make sure, yeah, are we still good to do date night on, it's actually Tuesday during the day because the kids are at school and he's a firefighter or you on shift. If you're on shift, then we'll move it to Thursday. And so there's a few things that we just have to just do a quick little bump and a move around. And then we say, all of our appointments are good. Check. Everything looks great. And then that's it. So that's why the weekly planning has to be on there because you have to have a time to sit down and do that. So that's all eight of them. Oh, it's just, it's, it is amazing how like, (laughs) 
how you can de-stress if you know this is my meal planning time and this is actually like all I need to be doing right now. Like for me, that was a huge, huge step. Like, okay, no, seriously, all I have to do right now is clean the house instead of also trying to answer an email and you're guilty that you're not like reading with your kid or something. It's just, right. it's, it's incredible once you outline your time this way. Was there anything else that you want to tell our listeners and anything else you want them to know? I mean, just don't be discouraged and don't be overwhelmed. Like be hopeful and be excited. Know that this is a, a learning process and every day really is an opportunity for you to make decisions and you're making decisions, whether or not you're thinking about them or not you're making decisions with your time. You are consuming 24 hours a day, every single day. And the way in which you consume that is completely within your control. Um, even when it doesn't feel like it, even when you feel like, well, I didn't get to control the fact that I wanted eight hours of sleep, but I only got four. I get that. (laughs) That to me is the joy of parenting. And we're so blessed for those of us that are in the role to be parents. And then you get to choose what to do with tomorrow. You know, how do you want to change your routine stacks? Which routines do you want to pull out? You know, maybe you don't do your work block today and you move, move it to tomorrow evening when you've had a little bit more sleep and your husband says, yeah, cool. I can put the kids to bed. I'm going to work then. You know, you have the ability to create systems that support your family and I'm totally here to help you with it. So you guys can come over and hang out with me and check out my stuff. Systemize your life anywhere and everywhere. ChelseaJo.co is the name of my company and my Instagram handle. So I'd love to meet you. Chelsea, I'm so thankful for your time and wisdom. Like we, we need this. So, so thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So great, right? I could just talk to her all day, pick her brain about the nitty gritty is just how to not only make it, but really thrive as a guardian of these these little people that we are entrusted with. So I hope you got as much out of it as I did. If you're learning anything from any of these episodes, it would be so kind if you took the 30 seconds to write a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And I would love to meet you and talk to you more in our Facebook community, Eczema Solutions for Kids, Natural Healing and Comfort. I'll see you there. In the meantime, take care. You are doing great. Hey friend, if today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.